Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, December 29th. The matter is concluded. Today's scripture reading is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 5-11 through 11 from the Message Translation, which reads, Now, regarding the one who started all this, the person in question who caused all this pain, I want you to know that I am not the one injured in this, as much as, with a few exceptions, all of you. So, I don't want to come down too hard. What the majority of you agreed to as punishment is punishment enough. Now it's time to forgive this man and help him back on his feet. If all you do is pour on the guilt, you could very well drown him in it. My counsel now is to pour on the love. The focus of my letter wasn't on punishing the offender, but on getting you to take responsibility for the health of the church. So, if you forgive him... I forgive him. Don't think that I'm carrying around a list of personal grudges. The fact is that I'm joining in with your forgiveness, as Christ is with us, guiding us. After all, we don't want to unwittingly give Satan an opening for yet more mischief. We're not oblivious to his sly ways. This is God's Word. There's another fight coming tomorrow, and we need you. We need every man, God knows. You must take what I have told you and learn from it as a man does. There has been a mistake. It will not happen again. I know your quality. You are one of the finest cavalry officers I've ever known, and your service to this army has been invaluable. Now, let us speak no more of this. The matter is concluded. This is the dialogue in an imagined conversation between Robert E. Lee and Jeb Stewart in the movie Gettysburg. What else? Stewart had been absent for nine crucial days at the start of Lee's campaign that culminated, largely due to Stewart's absence, in the fateful three-day Battle of Gettysburg, with Stewart finally showing up near the end of the second day. There's no record of a conversational face-the-music moment between Lee and Stewart, only a tense moment when Stewart proudly displayed his prize of many captured Federal supply wagons, and Lee snapped, These are no use to me now. You must help me fight these people. The movie offers a more complete confrontation, ending with those two short sentences. Let us speak no more of this. The matter is concluded. A full accounting had been rendered, the wrong fully aired, the grievance heard, distracting efforts to excuse or pursue honor dismissed, and then the matter concluded. And historically speaking, there is no record of Lee ever having spoken of the matter again, nor did he assign blame to Stewart with the administration in Richmond, nor with the public after the war. Truly, The matter was concluded. Historians and history buffs, of course, continue to rake Stewart over the coals for the vain pursuit that led him away from his post in violation of his orders. But not Lee. And not Paul when it came to the offender 
in 2 Corinthians. Who was this man who did wrong, who suffered the censure of the majority and faced the consequences of his actions? Consequences that evidently involved temporary banishment from the common community table. Who was he and what did he do? Was this the man Paul mentions in his first letter who was sleeping with his stepmother? We have no clue. The fact is, the man isn't named in either place, and Paul is tantalizingly indirect and ambiguous here. He simply saw no need to say here what his readers already knew, name and crime and punishment, for one simple reason. He saw the matter as concluded, and he urges the Corinthian community to do the same. And because he saw the matter as concluded, all subsequent generations outside of that community have been in the dark as to who this was and what exactly it was he did. His name and deed have for all practical purposes been forgotten. The matter was concluded. There had been closure, followed by a healthy forgetting. Forgetting here meaning not that no one recalls anything, but that all choose not to continue harping upon it and rehearsing it. Forgetting what is behind is more than a temporary or permanent lapse of conscious memory. It's choosing not to dwell there anymore. Not to revisit the memory or to continue to stir its embers and add fresh emotional kindling because there's a time to gather stones and a time to scatter them. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, how good are you at the art of letting go, of healthy forgetting, when it has, in fact, been concluded? How do we stop stirring up old resentments how do we ditch our own potential list of grudges? Lord, as you taught the psalmist's hands to war and his fingers to fight, so teach this heart to forget. To know when a matter has been concluded, to stop stirring up embers of resentment, to no longer rehearse old grievances. Lead me in the art of letting go of healthy forgetting and healing closure. Through your mercies.